Welcome back for another episode of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera, as we get you set for the high school football games around the area on October 5th. Well, Joe, uh, we'll start with a huge one in Southeast Guilford. Southern Alamance comes to town 7-0. and Southern Alamance yeah. visiting 5-1 and Southeast Guilford, the number two team in the HS Extra Poll. And there is just a lot going on with this game. Yeah, I mean, and, and it could be could have been even bigger. Southeast, a 28-27 overtime loss at Northwest Guilford. Or they're unbeaten going into this game. I mean, I mean, it would be even bigger if you've got two unbeatens. But they're both unbeaten in the conference. This is basically one of three games that will decide the mid-Piedmont 3A. These two teams are going to play each other. Southern Alamance is going to play Eastern Guilford, and Eastern Guilford is going to play Southeast. That's Those are the games that are going to decide it. But all of that aside... It's homecoming for everybody. It's, it's, it's homecoming on a number of levels. Homecoming for Southeast Guilford and homecoming for former Southeast Guilford coach Fritz Hessenthaler. He's in his first year at Southern Alamance. Uh, was let go two years ago by Southeast Guilford. Spent a season as an assistant coach at uh, Providence Grove and landed on his feet, deservedly so, at Southern Alamance. It's close to home for him, and he's got that program playing like they have not played in forever. I mean, this, this is a huge turnaround season for them. Uh, they're playing uh, old school Coach Fritz football, they are running the football. They're averaging over 300 yards a game on the ground. They're throwing for less than 50 yards, and they're okay with that. Their passing has been efficient. No interceptions there, no turnovers. They've got a quarterback who suits his system perfectly. Great athlete, good basketball player, too. Uh, Jesai Hatfield, first name spelled J-S-I. He's run for almost 1,000 yards already this season, uh, the leading rusher in the area. Five 100-yard-plus games, had a 90-yard touchdown run. He is the perfect trigger guy for that wing tee attack that they want to run. And they've put up a lot of points on some very good football teams this year. That's the most impressive thing, beating Western Alamance and Eastern Alamance. That hadn't been done by Southern Alamance in years. I mean... What a turnaround for them, and what a great story for him. Uh, it, it really is, and it should be an exciting ball game uh, this weekend. Uh, just a lot on the line. I know that, that Coach Fritz really wants to get this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously wants to keep uh, himself in a good position and, and keep this, uh, this run going. And, and when you think about it, just one year to make this turnaround so far. And I think that... Um, not a lot of people expected this. Mm-hmm. Southern Alamance had been on some hard times, but yeah. you know, sometimes an offense fits personnel better, and yeah. in this case, it, it really did. And Southeast, and, and not not to diminish anything that that team has done this year, that is a good football team. Beat Dudley twenty-two to twelve a couple of weeks ago. First win over Dudley since nineteen eighty-three for them. Now they didn't play them every year in that span, but they played them a lot. That was a statement win for them. You know they. When Kennedy Tinsley took over last year as coach, they went to more of a spread attack. The, the thought for me and other people was, okay, they're going to throw the ball around. And they do a little bit more than they used to, but they still run the ball a lot. And their quarterback, uh, Ryan Douglas, has been a good runner. You know, he really did fit 
what uh, Coach Essenthaler was doing. He played as a true freshman for, well, true freshman. They don't redshirt it in high school, at least in the public schools, but played as a freshman for him and, and ran the ball. Well, he's been good. They've got some Division One talent on that team. Linebacker uh, Chad Stevens going to East Carolina. Trey Caldwell, another East Carolina commit. Ryan Douglas will end up playing baseball or football for somebody at the next level. There's a lot of talent on that football team. That's I, I am so excited about going to that game on Friday night. I'm going to be there early. Anyone who is a fan of high school football or of either of those teams needs to get there early because that place is going to be packed and rocking. Uh, it certainly will. Now, the other game that is expected to draw quite the crowd is the big rivalry game on the east side of the city. Number four, Dudley, is visiting Smith. I know that the game has lost its luster over the last 10 to 15 years. It's not played at Aggie Stadium anymore. Right. Uh, however, it's still the rivalry between the two, and uh, the schools do show up for this game. The band, the show band, up. show up for the game, uh, and most importantly, the players show up for the game. Yes, and and Smith is coming off of a game where they gave Parkland a real scare. Now Parkland didn't have their didn't play their quarterback, came in shell because of a bone bruise in the first half, and it was seventeen nothing Smith at the half. They put him back in in the second half, turned that game around, came back and won thirty four twenty. But uh, a Parkland defense that's pretty good. Smith scored 20 points on them. That that has to be something that Coach Brandon Wiggins' team can build on. You know, that's got to give them a little bit of not necessarily confidence, but feeling like, hey, we can, we can hang with Dudley. Dudley, on the other hand, a new quarterback last week, uh, Taiwan Young, had been pretty much their top receiver with Mike Wyman hurt for a good bit of the year. They put him in to get a spark. He wasn't spectacular, but he hit a hit a big play early on a pass to Kershaw where he scrambled. Threw it downfield, had some decent runs, was efficient, didn't turn the ball over. That was what they needed in a big 30-8 to win over Southwest Guilford. They kind of got Dudley back on track. They had a week to regroup after that loss to Southeast. And I think, I think Dudley and Taiwan Young are going to build on the momentum from that game probably roll up some points against Smith and gear up for uh, their game with Parkland in a few weeks on October 19th. Uh, You mentioned Michael Wyman just received an offer from the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I think that we uh, have to at least mention the historical significance uh, of that offer because of uh, a certain Hall of Famer that played uh, at Dudley that uh, also went to Minnesota. Yeah, and and Minnesota has a history with uh, great athletes from Greensboro, Lou Hudson being another one who Back in the days when when things were segregated at a lot of colleges, Lou Hudson, who went on to have a great career in the NBA, was a, a University of Minnesota guy and, and played some football too. I mean, he was a tremendous athlete. There, there's definitely some history there, and uh, you know, Mike Wyman continues to pile up the offers. Uh, we need to talk about the Eastern Alamance Northern Guilford game. Northern Guilford five and one on the year, two and zero oh in conference. Uh, Eric Westbrook's ball club getting it done. Yeah, they the five and one. They they had that that forty eight nothing loss to Page that turned into a forfeit win. We're still waiting word from the NCHSA on making that official, but everyone is taking that as a forfeit. Page went into their max preps page, turned those into forfeits. The other teams are counting them as wins. It's just a matter of making it official. But that's what makes them five and one instead of four and two. But winning it winning at Northwest Guilford. Uh, 
dominating Northeast Guilford last week. That surprised me. I'm not surprised that they won. I picked them to win. Because, and I thought, well, it'll be close, and they're home. They'll win for that reason. They dominated that game. They've gotten their offense going. The defense has been pretty solid for most of the year, other than the second half against Page. And that game was the defense was on the field the whole second half, put in bad situations, and they hung in there, and eventually they just got tired and wore down. But for Northern Guilford, for the Nighthawks, they win this game, and they are in really good shape to be playing for the Mid-State 3A Conference Championship at home November 2nd against Western Alamance. That's not to diminish the other teams in the Mid-State 3A that are still on Northern Guilford's schedule, but if they're the team that, that they think they are and we think they are, they should take care of business in those games if they can get by Eastern. And Eastern is a little bit down this year for them. Uh, if they can get by this game, that game on November 2nd against Western Alamance at Johnny Roscoe Stadium would be huge and a great turnaround for, for Northern. Yeah, they've, they've been in the playoffs the last couple of years, but they're getting back to being a team that plays for championships if, if they can take care of business against Eastern Alamance and their remaining opponents. And that's where that program wants to be. Great to see them get back there. Uh, a big game in the Metro 4A, Grimsley visits number 8 Ragsdale. Uh, this Ragsdale team has been on the upswing uh, since Coach took over, uh, really has done a nice job over there. Uh, Daryl Brown trying to get this Grimsley team on even footing. Uh, what do you see happening in this one? You know, this game, Metro 4A starts late, only five conference teams, so everybody is starting from 0-0. Zero and zero. Uh, this would be a huge win if Grimsley could go on the road and do this. I, I've noted this before. They haven't won back-to-back games since 2013. There, there's a point where they need to win some of these games. They won a tight one with Reynolds last week, and they've been in a situation where they hadn't won one of those close games. They did win one. Maybe that's what gets them going. Ragsdale's just a solid football team. The two losses they have were, were both kind of decisive, definitely to Dudley pardon me, and uh, also to Southwest Guilford, but that's a good football team. They've gone on the road and won some games, and last year, I, I forget this sometimes, Ragsdale played Page at the end of the season for the Metro 4A Championship, so, you know, that that's a strong program. I gotta give Ragsdale the edge because they're at home, but one of these games, Grimsley is gonna step up in the Metro 4A and knock somebody off and, and kind of get that momentum they need to take the next step and, and become a contender again in the league. I don't know if it's this week, but it wouldn't stun me if it was. And, you know, one other game in the Metro 4 that we should mention really quickly, High Point Central and Northwest Guilford. Uh, this has been a good game over the oh, last yeah. few years. Yeah. yeah, High Point Central with a very young team, especially on offense. Uh, Keith McDuffie Jr. has been a, been a, a very good player for them at quarterback this year. Struggled a little bit last week with Reagan, but Reagan is playing really well right now, as evidenced by their win at Page. Uh, Monterius Godfrey, a very good sophomore running back. You know that that's a young, talented team that early in the season was putting up a lot of points. Slowed down a little bit lately, I think, as teams have kind of figured out who their key guys are and how to maybe contain them a little bit. But uh, you know they're going on the road. They could pull that out. Northwest Guilford. They were 3-0. and They're 3-4. and Now, those four losses have been some tight ones in there. They gave the number one team in our poll, Ragsdale, uh, Ragsdale, Reedsville, I'm sorry, gave Reedsville all they could handle a couple weeks ago. That was a, a, a 21-14 game with Reedsville up, and Northwest had the ball. It ended up 28-14, but they're playing pretty good defense, and that's going to keep you in games. 
we'll see. This is every game in the Metro 4A right now because it's only a five-team league. <laughs> like the, the every game matters, the Southeastern Conference kind of slogan. But uh, this is definitely one that the loser is going to be maybe not out of the, the conference race, but thinking, I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs. That is for sure. Well, it should be an exciting week here of high school football. Uh, It's moving week. We're going to find out who's in and who's not this week and who's for real uh, and who is not. We ask you to uh, go ahead and visit hsextra.com. Tons of coverage surrounding the Southern Alamance Southeast Guilford game this week. We'll have our predictions up later in the week as always, and we hope that you'll follow along as Joe Serrero will be out at that Southern Alamance Southeast Guilford game. Uh, J.P. Mundy will be over at the Grimsley-Ragsdale game, so that should be uh, a pretty good one and we should have coverage from the Eastern Alamance Northern Guilford and the High Point Central Northwest Guilford's games at as well. So we'll have you follow along on Twitter at Turkin35 at Joe Serrera NR and this has been another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Take care everybody.